Hey guys, welcome back to Infertile AF, the podcast. This is episode 100 called Vince. I'm so excited that on this milestone 100th episode, I'm partnering with Circle Surrogacy and Egg Donation, which recently reached two important milestones themselves, 25 years in business and bringing 2,300 babies into this world. What sets Circle apart from other surrogacy agencies is that almost half of the staff have personal experience as a surrogate, parent through surrogacy, or as an egg donor, or has grown their families through IVF or adoption. They are passionate about helping others achieve their dreams of having a baby because they've been there themselves. They provide exceptional knowledge and experience, fixed costs and financing, and have a 99.3% success rate. Learn more at circlesurrogacy.com and follow them on social media at circlesurrogacy. Today's episode is sponsored by Prove, the first and only FDA clear test to confirm successful ovulation at home. Prove works by tracking PDG, a progesterone metabolite after ovulation to confirm that successful ovulation has in fact occurred. Problems with ovulation are a leading cause of infertility, and with Prove, you can figure out if you're ovulating successfully right from your own home. And if you're not, you can then take steps to fix the issue. This critical information can change the game when it comes to trying to conceive. Prove was invented by Amy Beckley, a PhD scientist and infertility warrior whose journey lasted three long years and included seven miscarriages. She suspected that she was having trouble ovulating properly in her own journey, and lo and behold, she was right. She got a progesterone supplement to help and successfully conceived just a couple of cycles later. Her progesterone miracle is now seven years old. You know I love female-founded companies, and you know I love products that can truly help you on this awful infertility road. So check out Prove. The best part is that they're giving Infertile AF listeners a special discount code. So go to provetest.com, enter the code Infertile AF20, and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's P-R-O-O-V-T-E-S-T dot com. Thanks, Prove. On this episode, I'm partnering with Pacific Fertility Center, which is located in the San Francisco Bay Area and has been serving patients for more than 20 years. At Pacific Fertility Center, they believe that everyone has the right to create their family their way. They've welcomed over 10,000 babies through IVF, IUI, and egg donation, and they are now offering free 30-minute virtual consults. For more information and to get started today, check out their Instagram at Pacific Fertility Center, email them at info at pacificfertility.com or call them at 415-834-3000. Again, that's 415-834-3000. Thanks, PFC. All right, guys. Well, here we are, 100 episodes. Wow. It has been such an incredible, fun, entertaining, sad, heartfelt, emotional ride. Thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to everybody who has been on my show. I never imagined that I would get a hundred episodes into this, but I still feel like we've only kind of scratched the surface. So I just wanted to say, I really do appreciate all the support and I'm so glad that we have connected with so many people. And as I always say, this is you know, something I wish I had when I was going through it. So the messages that I get and the DMs and everything from you guys saying that has helped you just makes it all worth the while. So today's guest is somebody that I know probably best in the world. It's my husband, Vince Prado. I wanted to do, have a very special guest for my hundredth episode. And 
I had always wanted to interview Vince and then we never did it because I think we were both kind of nervous. But about a month ago, I was like, let's just do it and you can be the fucking hundredth episode and it will be awesome. So we did it. Full disclosure, we were having some drinks while we recorded this episode because we felt like we had to. It would make it more fun and easier because like I said, we were both nervous. So you will definitely hear some gooshing of cans opening while we're talking, which is kind of funny. But anyway, I'm so glad that we did it because it was actually really therapeutic and it wasn't as painful as I thought it might be. And I didn't even cry once. So I wanted Vinny to be able to tell his side of the story that you guys have heard my version of in many different iterations over the last year and a half or almost two years now. So without further ado, this is Vince's infertility story. Hi, Allie. Why are we doing this? Uh, I, oh, because God. it's uh, it's it's important that we, we we get our story out there. It's important that <laughs> after a hundred of these episodes, we get to talk about uh, what got us to this place. I feel nervous. I don't normally get nervous at all when I interview anybody. Maybe Dave Grohl. <laughs> well, I was not, nervous about, but I'm, I don't know. I feel a little nervous. I'm not, necess- Do you? I'm not necessarily uh, studio ready, so you know All we're right. just going to see how this goes. Let's talk about. Let's start at the beginning and talk about how we met and how we got together. Okay, we won't dwell enough. on that that's too much, enough. but. Do we start back at the ski trip, or do we, we we actually talk about when we got together? I think when we got together. Okay, all right. Well, then let's uh, let's. How did that go? <laughs> when, when, when did that happen? It was it was um, a night in uh, our, the junior year of our high school, and uh, been spending a lot of time at your locker, and you were teaching step aerobics at Women's Workout World. That's right. I was an aerobics instructor. This is the n- early 90s. And, and uh, I taught in fact, step you, aerobics. Your mom That's was right. My mom and her friends were... One your, of my students. <laughs> they, were the big, they, they, they were your audience. Shout out to Rose and Candy. And uh, there was a party that was happening. And uh, I said, uh, maybe I'll come pick you up from Women's Workout World and we could go to that party. Uh, you you called in uh, reinforcements from Carrie Spitzer. Yes, hi Carrie. And uh, you said, well, I don't know if he's actually going to show up. Uh, which Lisa Robertson, shout out to you. We were at the party together, and you said you better go get her. And uh, and I did. And right. I showed All right. Up. So wait, backing up a little bit. We were in high school. We, we were, were in high juniors school. in high school. So this is 1991, I believe. And yes, I was teaching aerobics. You had taken a, sh- a little bit of a shine to me. Is that? <laughs> that would be that would be that accurate. Yeah, say? yeah. You were a little. Okay. You were a little. I think you were a little out of my league at that point. Uh, Allie probably hasn't spent any time talking about how she was the captain of the cheerleading team and I mean, you know, sort of top of the food chain as far. It was a big high school too, so that was uh, that that actually meant something. I was, um, you know, special teams at best on the football team, and you know, more of a more of a skater kid at the core. 
So uh, to be able to pick Allie up from Women's Workout World uh, was was a bit of a coup. All right, so you had made a plan with our friend Carrie. Yeah. That you were going to pick me up from Women's Workout World when I got off my shift at 9 p.m. on a Friday night. That's right. I don't. And 9 p.m. You, you. There was you, a party. Yeah. And you were going to take me to that party from Women's Workout World. However, I wasn't sure if you were actually going to show up or not. Correct. So I told Carrie, why don't you come as well? Because I'm not really sure if Vince is serious. And lo and behold, when I came out of my shift at 9.01, you were there in the parking lot and Carrie was there as well. And I looked at Carrie. It was like kind of like in the like... Um, 16 candles when she like looks she sees jake ryan like out in front like looks at her dad like i saw your car <laughs> that's, that's kind and of and i you. looked at carrie and i was like oh my god he's here and she's like go, it was go, a go toyota cressida not a porsche but sure right 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 it was a porsche in my eyes <laughs> so we went we went to this party together but you know what i remember what i was wearing okay so this dates us so much but i was wearing a pink forenza sweater and it was like fuzzy but there was a v down the back and then i had on guest jeans but they zipped up at the ankle but in the back and they were our friend jenny thoming's mom's jeans that i had like stolen from her or borrowed from her one day so we went to this party anyway long story short we ended up like making out yeah blah 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 there was a fight there was a fight out in the yard fight in the yard and then you know, the rest is history. All right, the end. No, no, Thank no, you no. for being on no, my podcast. No, not, not, the, <laughs> not the end. I, I tried to... I didn't want it to... I, I didn't want a night to end. Like every other high school party, the thing got broken up, and we all... Everybody had to scatter like roaches, so... I said, well, we can just go back to my house, which I had actually never brought a girl back to my house. Hey, hey. So uh, we were just going to watch some TV... Uh, in the living room, and my mother was like, "Wait, what? There's a girl down there." Was it that night that, that she was kept same down? same night, same night? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm 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 trying to make miracles happen here, and you keep coming down and asking if Allie's still here." Which we were as like we've... making out on the couch, and your mom kept coming down, and we Correct. were joking that she like was cock blocking. Mm-hmm. Not that. Anything crazy was happening, but well, she, kept she, she down. basically shooed us out, and and, and it, we got back in the car that we showed up in, and 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 I took you back to your place, and I think we probably made out in the car a little bit more. Oh my god, high school guys, high school. <laughs> We're sixteen. Oh my god, Vince, you had braces. I on did your have teeth. braces. I did, I did have braces. You had braces on yeah. your teeth, and you were like a skater kid. And I feel like you were, like, pretty skinny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Like you hadn't come into your own comparative, Comparatively, <laughs> I was very skinny. All right. So we started dating. Like, that was the first night. And, and then I remember thinking, I really like this guy. Like, you were just cool and normal, and I didn't have to try so hard. Like, it was like we were friends, basically, first. More That's than right. anything, That's we were right. friends. And then all of a sudden, we were hot and heavy and dating and we ended up dating for the rest of our high school careers so for about a year and a half we dated and then we it was time to go to college Mm. we went to two different colleges yeah that was a really that was a that was a really mature decision that we made which was uh we we knew very well that going to two different colleges wasn't gonna wasn't gonna wasn't gonna work Right. And, and it was going to breed lies and it was going to breed 
it's not who we wanted to be. So we right. we agreed to see other people. Yeah. So we said, okay, you're going to Southern Illinois. I'm going to University of Illinois in Champaign. We're about three hours apart driving. And we decided we're kind of still going to be boyfriend, girlfriend, but it's stupid to think at 18 that we're never going to see anybody else. Correct. So we made the joint decision that we were going to date other people, have fun in college. I remember we had a rule, like, don't ask, don't tell. Like, mm-hmm. don't tell me who you're boning. I don't want to know. And our other rule was don't surprise me. Do not show Oh, yeah, up yeah. Don't just, form. yeah. We're, we're, we're close enough that you could just drop in. I don't want to roll no. up and you have some skin. <laughs> no dropping in. No dropping in. <laughs> right. So those were our rules. And it actually worked out. I mean, there's obviously a lot of, you know, ups and downs and heartache that we don't need to get into. But college when college ended... I remember you were like, did you find anybody that you like better than me? And I was like, no. And I tried. I tried so <laughs> yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. And same with you. So we ended up, you know, moving to Chicago. We did break up for a minute, but then we got back together. Yeah, well, then... we broke up for a minute, but as it turns out, all of our friends are mutual. So we saw each other at every single party, every right. Friday and Saturday night. And yeah. then that didn't seem to make sense anymore because we right. just ended up spending time with each other. Yeah. So then, okay, so then we were like a for real couple, and now we're in our 20s, and we have our first jobs, and I was working at Playboy, you were teaching. No, uh, well, not anymore, not at that point. I, I, I had moved on from teaching, I was working at that ad agency. Oh, right, okay. And, it, well, uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm flashing forward a, a year or two, but, That's you know, things, have, things move pretty quick. Yeah, they don't need to hear year yeah, by year. I know. Okay, don't. so cut to... We got married in 2002. 2002. <laughs> I cannot remember if it's 2002 or 2003. It was 2002. It was 2002. Yeah. We got married in Las Vegas. Awesome wedding. Real Very wedding, fun. which I feel like I always have to say. Like, people go, oh, you got married in Vegas. No, it was a real wedding. We had it wasn't a hundred. like a no, no, spur we had, of the moment we had wedding. A, we had we a proper wedding it. with 100 people. It was, it was a ball. Although we didn't have we didn't have a reception. The reception, I remember us saying, we're like, Okay, dinner's over. Go out to Vegas. Right. Right. We had dinner. Yes, we had a dinner at Rum Jungle, and then we didn't have, like, dancing or anything after that. It was just kind of like a party. And the good thing about getting married in Vegas was that people got to do whatever the hell they wanted. So it was like some people went to gamble. All of our friends hung out at this one bar and hung out together. Do you remember when I remember, do you remember the, the when I won the roulette? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I will so, never forget that. <laughs> so I had I was walking to the bathroom and I think I think I put fifty dollars on the roulette table and uh, on a number and 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 I won and mm-hmm. it was a thousand dollar payout. And that seemed like an incredible amount of money at the time. Oh, my God, it was. It still does. And I came back, and I showed you that, and I knew... Immediately said, "Where's my half?" Yeah, we're married now, bitch. Where's my half? And then you said, "Remember that Louis Vuitton bag I got you for our wedding gift?" There's, There's your, your half. half. And I was like, "All right, I gotta pay for that when we get Fine. back." Fine. Okay. So it was funny because we were like one. We were together the probably the longest of all of our friends from high school, or not necessarily high school, but college. You're college girls. And then people started to kind of have babies, like right. in Chicago right away and we didn't it wasn't that we didn't want to like we just really hadn't i don't, I don't think, think we even i don't think really we even graduated to that thought having yet. kids like we it was just assumed that we 20 would. 
Seven, eight? Married, yeah, it was 27 when we got married. And then a year into our marriage, I got transferred. So I was working at Playboy. The headquarters were moving from Chicago to New York, and they asked me if we would move. And I was like, yeah, I love my job. It was so fun. So we moved to New York in 2003. And I remember Amy Hook, Amy Rasson, who's probably listening. Love you, Hooky. She had twins, like right before we moved. So all of our you know, best friends were starting to have kids. But that plays into our story because we were moving to a new city. We didn't know anybody. I mean, not, we knew not a, a person, couple of people. Not hardly. But we were like, we can't move to New York and then have kids. Like, had we stayed in Chicago, I think our story would be totally different. And I don't think we'd even be having this conversation because we probably would have had kids younger. That's right. Wouldn't have had any problems. But point being that we waited. We moved to New York in 2003. And then we didn't start to try until 2009. Yeah, well, because we, we, we were, were like, reestablishing we a life. Fucking know anybody? No, nope. we. I didn't even know how to ride the subway. We were, you know, establishing our careers. Like things were going well. I didn't have a job when we moved there. I, did, I didn't have a friend. I didn't have a job. You know, right. so the idea that we were going to be home taking care of kids was way off the table. Uh, so that was that was kind of terrifying. Just the the the, the notion of. Of moving to New York and and leaving Chicago behind because that was that was where everything that we had ever done in our life stemmed from our upbringing in Chicago, our friend groups, our friends. We, went, we both went to school in Illinois. Everybody moved to Chicago. Yeah, that was that was sort of home, comfortable home base. Right, but it's funny because, and I've talked about this many times on various episodes of this podcast. I didn't think about my fertility and I didn't think, okay, so now we're, you know, in our early thirties and it wasn't like clocks ticking. Like nobody had ever really said anything like that to me. And I'm not being like, woe is me. Like someone should have warned us, but even like the gynecologist, nobody was like, I don't know that that, I don't know that we even heeded that warning. Yeah. But nobody was like, Hey, at 35, like shit's going to go haywire. Right. (laughs) You better get on it. So we were just like having fun in New York Establishing our lives, you know. None of our friends had kids. Yeah, and that's the other thing is none of our friends in New York had children. So it just kind of wasn't at the forefront. Okay, so now cut to 2009. And now I was 34, you know, going on 35. And I was like, I think we should have kids. And you were like, yeah, let's do it. And not that it was super duper easy, but we started to try and... I would say it was it was a couple months. You well, know, Ev, I went Ev, off the pill. I've asked us this the other day, and it, it must have been so easy that we barely remember we barely remember how it all transpired because I guess we were still in the zone. Yeah. Right. But you know, obviously we have a right. She did ask me, Mom, do you remember the moment you found out you were pregnant with me? And I was like, I don't remember the exact moment. Like I remember being thrilled. But I don't remember because it wasn't an issue. Like, it was just like, we're trying to have a baby. And, and three we months had a baby. later, we were having a baby. I was pregnant. And thankfully, you know, that pregnancy went well. I did have placenta previa. Right, right. And she was breech, which was a little bit of an issue. But, you know, the one story from that that I always tell was that, 
you know, I didn't really know anything about placenta previa. And I remember going to my OB and saying, <laughs> yeah, all right, so what is, and they were like, you're going to have to have a C-section. And I said, why? And they're like, because your placenta is blocking your cervix and there's nowhere for the baby to come out. So when, if you go into labor, the baby will literally get stuck. And I remember looking at my doctor and saying, so what would happen in like olden times before, you know, they pre-Caesar, like before they had C-sections. And she was like, oh, both mother and baby would die. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've said that many times before, but it was just one of those moments where, again, I didn't know much about reproduction or my own body. I think we were just like we hadn't ignorance been We hadn't been bliss. tested. And um, so, yeah, I did. We ha- I had a C-section with Ever. She was born September 24th, 2009. And it was awesome. Tell me your side of that. It was, it, well, it was, it was, it went... It went as you thought it was supposed to go, but you know, it was it was really um, like any other first parents. You know, we experienced all of the life disruption that happens, right? The the sleepless nights, the you know, the social calendar canceled, the you know, all the things that come with that. And I think that that was that it seems immature at this time, given that we were thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there was nothing, there was nothing within our social circle or even the context of our environment that was like, oh, you guys should have done this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. It was like, we're, we were the first of our friends to really have kids. Yeah. We ended up kind of, you know, coming into this friend group in New York where a lot of people were younger. So it wasn't, we were like the anomaly that we were like the first ones to kind of have a baby and it didn't feel, I didn't feel old. Nope. It didn't feel weird nope. at all. Like I was like, all right. No, no, there was there was no point. There was no point in that process where I was like, oh, well, we were late to the party. No, because no, I remember so. also, and this plays into the bigger picture as well. Like, you know, I was doing a lot of celebrity journalism at the time and writing a lot of magazine cover stories and hearing like Halle Berry had a baby at 46, you know, Janet Jackson, like. All right, maybe that was a little weird, but just people like had babies later and it wasn't a thing. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it, so, it didn't cross my mind at all. And also it should be noted that like Instagram wasn't a thing yet. No, Instagram didn't come until a couple years later. I mean, it so, may like, have been a thing, but there wasn't an Instagram community. There wasn't, you know, we weren't thinking about fertility at all. We had our baby. We were happy. I loved being a mom. Like I was surprised by how much I loved being a mom and by like how happy it made me I mean I always knew I wanted to have kids but I didn't realize how much it would like (laughs) goosh (laughs) opening a course I didn't realize how much I like loved it and it was just my favorite thing ever I was so pleasantly surprised which was awesome and it's a testament to ever because she was amazing yeah, I mean, not was, that she was easy, but she was just the coolest and the best, and everybody thinks. Well, that we about didn't really kids. have a we, we we really didn't have a basis of comparison, and and you know, aside from all of the normal life disruptions that happen when you 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 have a, a, a newborn or or even a young child, like it, it was, you know, all the all the waking moments were beautiful, mm-hmm. right? You know, and. Um, it felt like we nailed it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you, and I'd love to hear, actually. 
I always assumed we would have another one. I mean, we never really talked about it. It was just kind of like, I love this. Let's do it again. Well, so 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 I always assumed we would we would have another one too because I knew that that was something that you know was was in your DNA, right? You you came from a big extended family. You know, one of the things that we we, we I refer back to is when we were first dating, and you know, meeting. <laughs> I, mean, it, I guess I should point out, I'm, I'm an only child of two only children. Correct. I have no aunts, no uncles, no cousins, no brothers, no sisters. And it's also worth noting that I had a, I had a really good life growing up, right? Like it never felt, um, it never felt deficient. Yeah. It never felt like I, like I, people ask me. I, I've used the I've, I've used the the analogy before that you know people are like well don't you wish you had brothers and sisters and, and and I said well that's I guess that's like asking somebody who was blind from birth don't they wish they can see I don't I never saw what that would mean or be like and my life was really fulfilling yeah you had a great life your parents are amazing so I think that you know this this comes into play later you know when we talk about second kid and and the effort that we had to put forth but it was you know it, it was great we had we had our we had our one child yep and I knew that we would try to have others because that was always in your agenda Right. But, you know, I was, in, I was not in a race to get there. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's the other thing is we weren't really in a race, even though, okay, so I had Ever when I was 35. We didn't start to try, like, in earnest for, like, at least two to two and a half years. And then it was like, okay, let's try to have the other one. And I thought that it was going to be as easy as it was with her. Right. I genuinely did. I was just like, okay, go off the pill, you know, a couple months, and... You know, we actually did get pregnant pretty easily. I think it was, I mean, I remember when I had my first miscarriage, you know, we had probably been trying for three or four months and I did get pregnant and it was like, great, cool. We didn't think anything of it. But then we were on a family trip in North Carolina, um, went to visit my siblings. And I should say too, I'm one of five. So I have my sister Kim and then I have Sue, Vicki and Jeff, who are my step-siblings. And I always just loved having tons of family around, like you said. Like, my mom is one of five. My dad, Bob, was one of seven. So I have tons of cousins, you know, tons of aunts and uncles. And just loved, I love, like, a house that's, like, clamoring with people. Like, holidays and people running around and chaos and, like, that fun We talk about when when I, one of the things, it was early on, but, like, when, when, you know, I I met Scott and and you were like, this is my nephew. (laughs) Was like, Fields, what's up? And I was like, he, yeah. He was like, he's pretty much our age. Yeah, so How does I, that work? Because I have step um, <laughs> siblings who are a little bit older. I was an aunt when I was six years old. My my nephew Scott is six years younger than me, which I always thought was so cool. And we were so close. Um, and I remember so standing awesome. in your parents' kitchen and you kind of kind of walking me through the room. Yeah. Of like who was related to you and how and and coming from coming from the only child, only children of only children thing. I, I said, I, I, I don't get it. It I doesn't matter. You were like, is that person related to you? And I was like, yeah, that's my cousin. And you're like, who's that? And I'm like, that's my, you know, stepsister. Who's that? That's my, so and you're like, everybody here is related to you in some way. I was like, yeah, 
that's family. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And not ever judging, like nothing wrong with only children at all. Like we said, you had an amazing life. I, no, love, I couldn't love your parents wrong, more. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was, I was, I was, was all never for an it. Issue. But okay, so I did get pregnant, and then while we were on this trip in North Carolina. I remember it was pretty early on, like I was maybe seven or eight weeks along, and I started bleeding. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know what's happening. And got back home and still bleeding, called the, you know, gynecologist, and they were like, you know, I think you're probably having a miscarriage. And again, it wasn't that traumatic because it was like I, I did have a lot of friends who had had miscarriages, and I was like, okay, well, you know, obviously it was super sad, but we're like, we'll try again. And we did. And everyone knows my version of the story, but I'm curious, what was, what was your take on that miscarriage? You know, so much of, so much of, of, of that whole period, which, you know, I think bec- ends up becoming a very long period uh, the, these 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 rivers run together, and I, I don't ne- necessarily know that I really remember the difference between one and two and three and you know four. But I didn't really think much about it because it was that happens. That's a that's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I was aware of the fact that my mother had had a miscarriage at some point, and and. You know, there, I just took comfort in that. I think a little bit that was like, you know, this is a normal thing that happens to people, and you know, you 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 get back to what you were intending to do, and it's it's going to work out. Right. So we kind of just like moved along, and you know, Ever was getting older, obviously by the day, and she was awesome, and we were living our lives, and then, you know, I had the second miscarriage, and they were all pretty early on. And then, you know, a couple months went by, got pregnant again, had another one. And I remember at one point I'd called the doctor and they were so like flippant about it. Like I was like, I'm bleeding. I don't know what's going on. And they were like, you're probably just having a miscarriage. Like just kind of blew. Like it was like the hundredth call she'd had that day. How far into this are we at at that point? Like how many years? Into into our second effort. Yeah. So um, another thing I should note is that I never knew that this was called secondary infertility. No, I never heard that. I never heard that term. You started this show. Actually after we had Sunny, which is crazy. Yeah, no, that's for sure. So even while we were going through it, I didn't realize that this was called secondary infertility. And so where we, we are, where are we at? We're at, we're at miscarriage two, three, yeah. like, I, I, and what's our timeline? Right. Like, this is where it gets blurry. Are we, are we two years in? Yeah. Are, are so we, about, we were, the whole thing between Ever and Sunny was obviously six and a half years, but yeah. we didn't start to try until she was about two and a half. So okay. it was about almost four years. Yeah, that sounds right. Of trying. But with each subsequent miscarriage, I remember feeling more and more depressed and more and more just sad and feeling very alone. Like I've obviously had wonderful friends and family that I could talk to about this, but again, you know, no Instagram community. I wasn't like, I didn't have an account dedicated to this. I wasn't helping. Why do you say that? I, I wasn't. Well, because, because I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand I didn't understand the, the the pain that was starting to set in with 
the de, you know the defeats right yeah. like it, it was and 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 also you know I, I mean I, I guess if we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna say it it's I didn't necessarily feel like we absolutely needed a second child yeah right like I I I grew up an only child and ever we've already pointed out was beautiful and 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 vibrant and, and inspiring and 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 I love I loved everything she did and and, and I, in my mind it was like. Well, if if that's if that's the only child we have, then I I I'm I'm cool with that. Right. But I didn't. I I knew the whole time I didn't really have a a platform to speak upon because I I, I don't have any I don't have family to reflect upon in that way. Allie did, you know. So I used her as as sort of the bellwether to say we keep going. Yeah. But did you feel like you just kept going because I wanted to so badly? We got to that point eventually, yeah. right? You yeah. know, I mean, it was it was tearing us up, right. right? You know, I mean, it was it was it became the sole focus. Yeah, I think yeah. it was probably like after maybe the third miscarriage where I was like, yeah. "All right, shit, yeah. something's wrong. We need to like call in, you know, the troops or like some outside help." And I think that the first conversation we had about that, you were kind of like, eh, but do we though? Like, I remember not feeling like we were on the same page. Like yeah, I wanted true. it so badly. Yeah. And it was almost like the more I couldn't have it, the more I wanted it. And I could tell that you weren't on the same page emotionally. And I don't blame you for that. No. But that was when the cracks, I think, yeah, started you can't, to you, I mean, you can't tell somebody happen. how to have their emotional journey. And, and, right. and I, I, again, I think it goes back to a little bit of ignorance that I, 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 don't have, I don't have something to compare it to. But what I do know, what I do definitively know, is that this journey is really messing us up. Yeah. Right. Like it is messing up the relationship that we have. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, we're, we're, we're striving. We're, we're striving so hard to have another child that we're literally losing ourselves in the battle. Right. And everything that we took so much pride in about our own relationship had almost completely left the building because it was it was about. I'm in week three. Oh, I'm 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 ovulating. Right, once I started tracking, then it was like sex became oh, yeah, that, timed, and it was a more of a chore. And like, you know. <laughs> I mean, listen, if we're if we're if we're, we're talking right we're now, you know, it's it. I, I remember there was a moment where we we gotten White Castle <laughs> on a <laughs> on a Sunday, and you took. You, you peed on a stick later on and you said, oh, I'm ovulating. We need to do it. And I was like, come on. You're like, I just no, had I just had Weiss Castle. <laughs> and you said to me, you better get upstairs and take a shower or flap it around or whatever the hell you need to do. But when you come down here, oh we're making a baby. Hot. I don't know that that Sexy. worked. Sexy. I don't think that worked. No, but, I don't um, think so either. That was... Basically, that that was my, you know, my opinion of, of where we had gone was sex yeah. wasn't about fun. fun. It was about procreation. Yeah. And, and it was it was also totally riddled in in struggle. Yeah. And I remember another time 
not to blow up your spot, but where we were like mid doing it. And all right, parents, <laughs> Rose, Linda, if you're listening, you can just put on your earmuffs right now. But we were like doing it and then you like lost your erection. And I was like, oh, for fucks, are you kidding me? Come on. And like, I got so mad at you. Because it was like the, that window, that time is so small. Right. And like, it, 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 but I remember that, you were like sweating and I was crying and it was like the worst. And I was like, oh my God. It wasn't like, like it wasn't. How did it come to this? It was like anything that, anything that previously was sexual that was about enjoying each other had left the building. Right. And it not only left the building, it had left the apartment, it had right. left the neighborhood, it had yep. left the town. Right. Right. It was we we have sex when it's time to make a baby. Yep. And and we're I not it's not working. I don't know when that's coming. Right. And but you're gonna pop out of the bathroom on a Tuesday at six right. and go, now. I'm like, put your mozzarella sticks <laughs> down and fucking stick it in. <laughs> And, um, and, and and then and, oh and then you would do that thing where you would put your legs on the like you you'd put your you'd be like okay go yeah yeah legs up the wall and you guys you turn the around ladies, on the, the you turn around on the like the uh, the headboard and yep. you'd like stick your legs up and then you you'd grab a book put some pillows <laughs> you grab a book and you'd be like bye yeah. That's, again, hot. So I know a lot of people can relate to that legs up the wall moment. But, all right, so it's not happening. It's not happening. Nope. I'm getting depressed and sad. I think you're fed up with me. Our sex life is terrible. Well, it, it's, you know, listen, sex life is, is, is an important part of any relationship. Yeah. But it, 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 it went beyond that. Like, it, it became our life, right? Like, it was all about, like, you were always on the clock. Right. But I remember feeling like I was on this island because you weren't, we didn't have the same goal. Like you were like, if it happens, cool. But I don't, like I've said this before too, like I had this guttural feeling and I was like, I have, I will not be happy until. Yeah, you did. No, you most, no, you did. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't, you you weren't back that way. And that was really hard. No, I, I, I was, I was really, I was really, um, Sad about the fact that I feel like we had lost us mm-hmm. in the process. And we had. And I'm not saying what I did was correct. Like, in retrospect, I feel badly that I for, you know, like, forewent our relationship because I was so focused on this. But, and I told you this while we were going through it, like, I wish that I didn't want it so badly. Oh, yeah, you said that a but lot. I couldn't help it. And I was just trying to be true to myself. And I think that's part of the... The struggle with infertility in general is, like, sometimes you just wish that it wasn't a thing. Like, I was like, if I didn't want this so badly, we'd be great. You know, we've got our girl. We've got each other. We're fine. But it was like there was this gnawing thing inside of me that I couldn't deny. And that was really hard to grapple with because I knew that I was fucking things up. And I felt guilty. And then I would, like, spiral into this thing where, like, I felt bad that I was putting you through this and that I was putting us through it. But I couldn't not do it. And that was, I think that was one of the hardest things for me was, like, trying to be true to myself but also trying to honor what we had built since Women's Workout World in 1991. (laughs) And I could see you slipping away, but I couldn't stop it. Like, that was really, really tricky. 
I think that's when I started seeing a therapist, and that helped. I I also felt like, um, yeah, 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 you're right. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I feel like at that point we had lost us. Yeah. Right. We 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 had like. And also, I felt like I was going crazy. Like we we had gone so far down this path that, you know, I think you've talked about in some of your shows that that like, you know, we were we were on the verge of 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 not making it. Now, I never really, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just ignorant. I never really thought we weren't going to make it, uh, but I knew we were really broken. And I knew that if we didn't, if we didn't keep trying towards this goal, there was no other objective in our relationship that would satisfy you. Right. Yeah. So I do remember there was like a seminal moment for me where we were driving out to see Gail and Eric Hi, Gail, if you're listening, um, in the Hamptons, and we were on the 405, what is, is that what it's called? 495 Montauk Highway. You're not great with directions. And um, I remember just, I just felt so sad. And I remember looking at you and trying to explain where I was coming from, and you weren't feeling, you just didn't feel the same way. And I remember being like, are we going to make it? And you like looked at me and you were like, I don't know. And I was like, shit. And I remember saying, like, we are at an impasse. Like, I want to keep going, and I want to maybe call in, like, you know, medical intervention. And you did not want to do that. So talk to me about that. Why Why were you so adamant about not wanting to go to, like, an RE or talk to somebody else? Well, I think the exhaustion, you know, played a role. But also, I there's I never felt like we... We never planned for that, right? Like, that's the whole problem in all of this. Like, you don't plan for having to call in medical inter- intervention so it doesn't really, it doesn't really uh, schedule itself really well into your life. And also, I, I, the only thing I knew was it was, um, it was hard and it was expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not as if we were at a point in our life where, you know, we're not now, but you know, swimming in money. Where like that, part, the, the financial aspect was going to be easy, right? Uh, and and we had already emotionally sort of been to the brink, uh, so I was ready to call it right. Like yeah. I was, uh, and and again, it comes back to some of this only child. Why are we like I grew up fine? Why why are we? Why do we have to have this? Right. Right, like, why does your version of how our family has to be take precedence over how I grew up? Yeah, and and um, and then now it's at the point where it has damaged our relationship, the thing I cherish the most, to the point of being at this impasse. Yeah, but I remember like there was a lot of anger that came into it at this point for me because I remember when we did talk about money. And I remember thinking, how can you fucking put a price tag on this? Like, how can a child be more or less important than money? Like, how can you even quantify it? Like, to me, it was like, I'll pay, I mean, whatever. We'll take out a loan or who cares? Like, we'll make it work. And you were just like, no. And I remember you were very adamant about, you were like, no, we're not going to see anybody. We're not doing anything else. And I was pissed. You know, I spend I spend a lot of my I spend a lot of my life I spend a lot of my I still do, you know it, you know thinking about what's 
what's in the cards for me. Like, you know, you, 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 you shoot your shot, and if it, if, it, if it doesn't work, then you figure something else out. And I felt like we had, we had exhausted our natural options. And for me, as we've already pointed out, I didn't. I don't. I didn't necessarily need the second kid. Yeah. Right. And 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 you did. So there were there and there was the impasse. Yeah. Right. Like you needed it and I didn't. And now we're starting to th- trying to throw money we don't have at a problem that yeah. I don't think we need to solve. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to. I did consult Dr. Klein, who ended up being our doctor. I got a recommendation from somebody, and I felt like I was like doing it on my own. I remember I went to the appointment by myself. It wasn't hiding it from you, but I think you were just like, whatever the fuck at that point. Cause now we'd had, you know, four miscarriages. I was like in the depths of depression. I'd started seeing a therapist who was helping a little bit, but I still had this laser focus that I wanted this second baby. And I went in to see Joshua Klein and he was wonderful. And he did, you know, an initial exam and he was like, well, guess what? You know, I was, I think I was 40, like newly 40 at the time. And he's like, the problem is, you know, your body's not having a problem getting pregnant. You're having a problem staying pregnant. And I think it's a, you know, chromosomal issue. You've got a lot of eggs. I think he called me an egg superstar was what he said, because I haven't done an email. He said, you're a perfect candidate for IVF. He's like, all we have to do is find the good eggs, and then you're going to be fine. We'd never had you tested. Oh, oh, also, sorry. Was this before we did the IUIs or after? No. I think we actually did IUIs before we went to Dr. Klein. Yes. Because a friend of mine, Helen, had done an IUI, and it worked for her. So we actually did. We did two IUIs, and neither of them worked. So then I went to Dr. Klein. Yeah, say it, say it. I, the, the IUI, I mean, listen, I, I, in, it's, it's, a, it's a step in the process, and it, sound, and it does work for, for certain people, apparently. Yeah, but all I thought about was, I, I remember leaving work telling people I have to go to a doctor's appointment so I could masturbate in some office into a cup. And then go back to the go back to the office as if it was, um, you right. know, I, I just came from a dentist appointment. Mm-hmm. It was it was the weirdest thing. Like it, 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 part of me just made me chuckle. Yeah. But also I was like, this can't be a thing. Right. But right? also that those weren't cheap, and nothing was covered by insurance. Everything Correct. For us was out of pocket, so we did the two, didn't work, and then that's when I saw Dr. Klein. So okay, so he said you're an ex superstar, perfect candidate. And I remember leaving that appointment and feeling super hopeful. And I came home and I was like, Vinny, this is awesome. He said, we're perfect candidates. He thinks IVF is going to be great. Um, We went back together. And then... We went back together. We did, yeah. And then I said, let's, you know, he wants to see you as well. And I think he did want to test your sperm and make sure... Again, it's a little fuzzy because it was so long ago, and you you like block these details out. I think it's part self preservation or something. You went first, right? I we went, went together. Yeah, and then you went. And okay, then so I went. we went back together, and I think the whole time you were like, you know, arms crossed, body language. You're not yeah, receptive probably, probably to this. True. And again, I'm like kind of seething. So I'm like, you motherfucker! Like, can you have a bit of an open mind about this? And you weren't really feeling it. And again, I get it, but I just was mad because it was like, 
And I was I was mad. I was mad that I was mad that that we were in that situation. Yeah. So we went together. I think he said, you know, let's do a round and see what happens. And then we got like the paperwork and we looked at the financials and it was like, holy shit, this is like no, it, you, it was, you tell your all right, all right. So, so here's 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 what I remember. It was everything. You went in. You got the initial. You got the initial sort of consultation, and you came back, and you were you were over the moon. You were like, "We're gonna." Hey, he says we can do it. And then we went back together, and and you know that's what we just talked about. I was probably a little bit stoic, and and, and stoic. <laughs> I, I was not. I didn't want to be there and and there was there was some there there was a lot of discussions about you know well what's the process how long does how long does it take what's each stage cost and I didn't feel like we got a really clear story on the on the financial side of things I don't know that they were being deceptive or they were just saying best case scenarios but whatever it was I didn't really feel comfortable that I understood How's this going to all play out? Timeline, financials, and realistically, does this end with us having a kid? I I, I didn't get a clear picture for that. And Allie was just pissed well, at me for even being there. Because he had given me an answer, and it was finally like some answers. Like he was like, this could work. You know, this this might be your thing. I just felt like like any word that that was going to come out of my mouth that wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled that we can make this work was counterproductive to Allie's plan. Yeah. So, again, like for anyone listening, the relationship this was I think this was one of our lowest points. Uh, Yeah, we were we were at the bottom. We were were at the bottom of the bucket at this point. And I was mad. I was so mad. Like I just had so much anger. And um, I went back. All right. So, yeah. Tell, all right. Tell everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I said, I said, I own. can't, I can't have you sitting there next to me, uh, you know, reading into every question I ask and being mad when I say, how much does this cost? How much does this cost? And I remember getting the answers because I asked the questions that I wanted to ask and I found out it was going to be way more expensive than what was initially mapped out for us. Why was that? Because there was the what was genetic. genetic testing, right? That right. was like an add-on. It was like, do you want the leather seats? Five thousand dollars, right? You know, do you do you want the twenty inch trims, right? Like there was it was it was there was. <laughs> Remember, you said it was like going to a used car, right? Like dealer. there was there was all these things that were like, oh yeah, I was like, well, if we're gonna do this, we have to do all these things. Right. Like we don't do this and do do like right. spend most of the money and do half the things. Like we need to spend all the money and do all the things. Because I should backtrack a little bit and say we had agreed. Well, we hadn't agreed at this point, but we were like, we're just going to do one round, and we'll do all the things for one round. Right. Right. So. But we still were not at the point where you had agreed. To no, do I it. hadn't. No, I certainly. But that was had kind not. of the understanding. Was like you were like, we'll do it once if we do it. So if we're going to do it, we're going to do all the things. Right. right. So, so I remember leaving. In. I remember leaving there, and I, you know, I I went to Rocco's Tacos afterwards, <laughs> and I we're telling I, everyone about our great nutrition. <laughs> I, I I got some tacos and Maybe I, I ordered ordered a, ordered a beer, and I remember the phone rang, and I was like, oh, shit, it's 
Sally. And she said... <laughs> Isn't that like, great when you're the wife and your husband's like, oh, shit, she's calling. And her, her enthusiasm on that call, she said... How did it go? Is it was it great? I remember being like, "Isn't he great? Isn't he amazing? He's the best. He's a genius. Like, he went to Harvard, a, right? Like, it, it, you're. It, I mean, so so great, right? Right?" And I said, "We're not doing this." Oh, dagger to the heart. She said, "What do you mean we're not doing this?" I said, "This whole thing that they told us on the consultation that you brought me into." Like, if we're going to do this the right way, it's not what they said. It's double that. Because why wouldn't we do the genetic testing? Why wouldn't we do the egg freezing? Why wouldn't we do the, like, yeah. like, like so, like, we, we, got, we, we, we got sold the Kia, and we wanted to buy the Lexus from the jump. <laughs> and I felt like it wasn't really about that we wouldn't have committed to that price, because it was a leap anyway, it was that I felt like we weren't given the full scope of things. Mm-hmm. And, and that just made me mad. I felt like I was being led down a, a, a gravelly road. Right. Then everyone's mad. Right. Now and we're both mad for different everybody's reasons. everybody's mad. Right. So I remember having many, many teary conversations with you and almost like begging you and being like, can we please just do one? And on the other part of it you know like I said I was going to therapy and my therapist was great and she was kind of getting me to the headspace where like guess what if you're a family of three you're gonna be okay and she kind of helped me shift my perspective and realize that like it was gonna be okay and it was okay and she helped me like pump the brakes a little bit in terms of the blinders that were on me but I still wanted to do the one round. So I remember it took a long time. It took a couple of months after that initial com- consultation for us to agree to finally do it. But then one day you were like, let's do one round. And I should note that we had our parents, we asked them yeah. to help us. Yeah, they both, they and both, they both us helped us financially because we didn't have the... The change, like the money at that point. Nope. The change. The change. <laughs> nickels. We had change. We had wooden nickels. We, did, we had change. We didn't have actual green we didn't. So they both helped us. And thank you so much to both, to all of them for that. Because they knew how important it was to us, or to me at least. And um, we finally did agree to do one round. And, you know, again, Vince with his arms crossed across his chest and me feeling super hopeful and well it was clear at that point there were the Allie, you were you, you were you, you were on on the war path for this thing and it was like you met you us for us you meant it was the it was either this or nothing well right? i felt like if we didn't try everything especially since a doctor was telling me that it could work i would never forgive you like right. that's kind yeah, of yeah. I knew I we weren't getting out of this. I was like, I couldn't like, be married to you for the rest of my life and know that you wouldn't try this for us, and I couldn't. We weren't going to make it. We weren't. Gonna we weren't going to make it without that effort. No, that's true. So we did finally agree to do the one round, and then we did. And I was on a business trip. This is the part that gets a little muddy. Like. Remember I was on a business trip, like, and, and I was I was walking down Boylston Street in, in, in 
Boston and, and you called me and there was, there was, there was good news, right? There was, there was a perfect, there was a perfect egg, but then yeah. there was bad news. It was like, that's it. That's all we no, got. No, no that's nope. not it. Not it. <laughs> <laughs> not what happened. Not how it happened. All not right. All. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. We, uh, we went through like the drug protocol, and I went in for my retrieval, and I remember I got twenty nine eggs. Yeah, yeah. I think we're past this. Okay. A one good embryo was. Yeah, 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 yeah. One good embryo. Right, 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 right. Yes. Right. Okay, so I did the retrieval. Twenty nine eggs, thirteen fertilized. You know, five or six made to bless. We ended up with five embryos. We had five embryos genetically tested. Yeah. One embryo came back perfect. That's the call. Okay, so that's weird. That's the call. Yeah, <laughs> okay. maybe I cut. I, I I skipped a few chapters, but that was the call, and it was like, hey, Doctor Klein says we got we got one, one healthy that's, embryo that's really great, and then you got nothing. Behind that, right, and that was fine because that was like sort of what we set out to yeah. accomplish. And it anyway. did actually to come around to your side of it a little bit. I did feel like okay, we have one. We're gonna finally see some closure. We're gonna try this. If it doesn't work, that's it. We're done, and that's okay. And therapy again was helping me realize that. So we did that. We did the transfer. I remember we had to do a frozen transfer because he felt like it would be better for my body to come off all the drugs. We had to wait another month, but at that point it was like, we've been waiting for four years, so we can wait another month. We did the transfer. Remember, it was August 1st. Or, no. Jeez. <laughs> I'm so emphatic. <laughs> August 1st. No, it was April 1st. And we were we had a trip to Florida planned to see your parents, and it timed out perfectly because my two-week wait, we were in Florida for most of that time. It was actually ended up being about a 10-day wait. But we did the transfer. Do you remember the transfer at all? Were you there? <laughs> I, I was at something. <laughs> I mean, I was at all the things, but like there, there was a point where I, I remember being in a waiting room with a bunch of other guys, and then, then you were, you were in your own. Uh, God. I know. It's it was sketchy, so right? much. There were so it many so waiting much. rooms. There were so many right. So many doctor's visits. There was so much like, is this a thing or is this just some voodoo? You know, but this, right. th- there, th- there was a part that, that I do remember. There was, I do remember the transfer. Yeah. You that were was in very, the room That was me. very real. Okay. So you were there for the transfer and then we went to Florida, the two week wait. But do you remember like. Can I ask a question? Was, I, is there such a, is it a fresh transfer? Yeah, but we did frozen. Right, but like, my sperm. No, it was frozen. My sperm was frozen. Yes. Are you sure about yes. that? Yes. Oh. We did. A, we made a frozen. We made an embryo, and that was frozen. Maybe I just went into the bathroom to relieve <laughs> some stress. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, we don't have to Did do that. Did you give a sample? <laughs> we'll like, we oh, we oh, we don't have to do that now. Uh, well, well, as it turns out, I'm ready. If you, somebody needs All an right, extra, so Vince had a fresh <laughs> transfer with somebody else. Clearly, that day. I don't know. I, um, I don't know if that's real. Right, but. The <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we went to Florida, and then I remember we got back, and I had to go into the lab, take a blood test, and the nurse was like, "We'll call you in, you know, six hours." 
go home and take a nap. And I remember, I remember thinking, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm going to be able to go home and sleep right now. But I remember vividly, I went home. Ever was, like, laying in the bed with us. And then we got the call. And then it was the nurse. And she said, congratulations, you're pregnant. And I immediately started bawling, dropped the phone. She said, call us when you deliver. She said, call us when you deliver. I just got the chills. And it had worked. Do you remember that call? I do remember that call. And I do do remember feeling like... uh, Well... You're like, which one? The fresh transfer or the frozen? Be like, who? who? <laughs> no, I, I, I do feel like, like, I remember, like, I mean, listen, we had been so beat up. We, we, we were so beat up. So I, I remember feeling like, oh, my God, this sounds like we got it. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time being like, well, it's, it's been too, it's been too rough of a road. Like I, something, there's got to be something that happens after this that derails the train. Right. And I think that's so common in infertility is like, when's the other shoe going to drop? Yeah. And, and I think that lucky for us, there, there was no derailment. That was, that was the, that was the road to recovery and having, you know, having two kids and, and it is, doesn't make life easy, but compared to the fractured relationship that was starting to be mended because we had success. And I don't know what would have happened if we didn't have success. I mean, that, that's the part that yeah. really irks me about really solid relationships that go through this whole thing and don't end up on the successful side because there's there's no there's no guarantee that you're going to be successful in fact most my god we people got so aren't. lucky we got so lucky and do do, and do we question. make it do we make it after that I don't do know. we what is our what 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 are we like after that i don't know if we don't do this uh, right I, I don't know we would have been different yeah I think I always would have been low-key angry and low-key sad always I think we probably would have stayed together but I don't I don't think it would have been the same yeah it took me a long time to realize y- y- how close we were to um, you know the, the the end yeah before we, you know, sort of had an opportunity to, you know, resume the love that we had for each other. Yeah. And and you know, I think we're we're, we're back there. You know, we 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 well, were perfect now. I mean, know, my yeah, God, we're, yeah, we're, no we're arguments amazing. ever. No, we we only we, we only <laughs> we only fight about the kids now. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> kids. All right, let's answer some questions. Let's pause and go pee, and then we're going to answer a couple questions. All right, so we are going to answer some questions. I put up some stuff on Instagram, and a lot of our friends chimed in, and this is from my love, our love, Marilyn. Vinny, what did you learn about yourself and also about me while we were going through all this? What did I learn? So I learned... First off, I learned how important family was to Allie. 
and I learned how much having her mom, her dad, our kids, everybody around really was the life that she wanted to have moving forward. I, I felt like like I, I never really understood Fr- friends friends were our world, right so this 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 was about um, understanding how family was going to play a role in the rest of our 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 life and and I felt like I didn't necessarily grasp that with her maybe because I never asked her maybe because I didn't get it but it was it was really clear mm-hmm. what was the second part of the question that was it all right this is from my love Monica she said ask Vince are we as crazy on the outside as we feel on the inside you can be honest yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think well, it, it was progressive, right? Like, it, not not at first, not not from the jump, but as desperation sets in, it gets pretty amplified, and and yeah, yeah, it seemed, it seemed pretty crazy to me. It, it, it maybe. There's got to there's got to be other couples who share a common vision, right? Where it was like we both want this so bad, and we're going to do everything together to make this happen. But from my vantage point, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It it was it was singular in focus. Like it was like nothing else mattered. And um, you know, I mean, maybe the answer was well, the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ashley is asking, how can we as the women better support our husbands or partners through this journey? Like, what was I lacking in in terms of support for you? Gosh, I feel like well, we said it. We said it in the in in the previous context. What what was really what was really hard for me was was less about our struggle to have a child and more about the loss of us. That was, that was the part that, that really weighed heavy on me. So I guess if you're going to try and support your husband, you don't necessarily have to support your husband. You have to support your relationship. Mm -hmm. You have to remember why you guys gotten a position in the first place to even want to have a baby mm-hmm. and want to find your way to making a family that takes you through the rest of your life because that gets lost boy mm-hmm. that guy that, it gets lost really quick and um try and try and remember why you guys got together and why you're trying to do this to begin with mm-hmm. coming from somebody who i know we lost that we, mm-hmm. we, we did. All right. Last question. This is from Kim, my sister. Oh, <laughs> she, Here we go. She's. <laughs> yeah, I know this is going to be. She small. goes, at what point did you get tired of all that wang wanging? <laughs> Which is just a little backstory. This is what your Aunt Anna used, Aunt to, Anna say used to say. Yeah, when she, we were in high school and we would be at like a family, holiday, family like a family night. dinner. And I, I, oh, listen, I didn't have any, I didn't have any aunts or uncles or cousins or brother, but I did have a great aunt. She was awesome. 
And she would be, we'd be at like Thanksgiving dinner and she was like probably in her late 80s. And we were like in our teens. And she would be like, where did you guys go? Did you go upstairs and wang wang? <laughs> and we, we were like, oh yeah. And there was a handful of times she was wrong, she, but mostly she was right. right. <laughs> be like, can we go sneak off to the basement and at least try and make something out of this Thanksgiving? <laughs> And uh, when did we get tired of all that wang wang? Well, you get you, you get tired of all the wang wang. You get tired when your wife is looking at you and being like, "Stick it in." No, no, no. You get it. It it gets there eventually, but like, there's definitely like calculated calculated sex is is kind of disappointing, right? Like where it's like, well, we have to do it at. We have to do it at this time on this day for this reason to make a baby, right? So I guess the only thing I would say is that's part of the process, right? Like you have to do that, right? Like that's what you literally have to do to make a baby. But the times in between where you don't have to have sex for having a baby, try and go back to the times when you were having sex or just being with each other to not have a baby because that's ultimately what everybody enjoys. Mm -hmm. And I think that once you get past the journey successfully or unsuccessfully, you have to get back to that. So try and try and (laughs) I don't know, try and try and find some time in between the cycles to really enjoy just the joy of doing that. Wang wang. Wang wang. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Vince and my love story, our messy marriage story and infertility story. I love him so much, obviously, and I'm so happy that we've been through a lot of ups and downs over the years. And I know that, you know, there's no stopping us now if we can get through that shit, right? Anyway, thanks again to Vince for agreeing to do that. Thank you all for listening. And also fertility rally memberships are open the first week of every month, which is right now. So check us out. DM us or shoot me an email at the fertility rally at Gmail and we will hook you guys up. It is such a great community of incredible people from all over the place going through all sorts of different things. We have eight support groups a month, a private Facebook group, and just lots of awesome shit to help you navigate this journey. So love you all. Thank you for following along with me on these hundred episodes. Let's do a hundred more. All right, guys, talk to you next time.